When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined from across the pond with one of the ladies of London, really just one of really the best of the ladies of London, the one and only Miss Adela King. Hi guys. And thank you so much, David, for having Disco and I to join you today and um, we're super excited to chat. Now listen, I just want to warn you guys that I'm being sort of locked down like we all have. So I've gone corona crazy. So whatever comes out of my mouth today, do not judge me. <laughs> we like when you just say everything that you would like to say, if you want to have, you know, whatever you want. Now, Disco, what type of dog is Disco? Disky is a teacup. Uh, Yorkshire Terrier. So I've had him since he was eight weeks old and he's now 12 and he's my little baby. He's so cute. <laughs> you're thinking, okay, try and lie down, Disky. He's going to get very excited otherwise. So now but, you're going yes. crazy from Corona. Well, um, I've just been doing these Insta stories and I love doing them. Actually, I was in really two minds at the beginning because I love to take the piss out of myself and I love people taking the piss out of me. You know, I, my life is just one big, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a shit show, but it's been very colourful, okay? So I, 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 I get through life with laughter. That is the only way I can get through life. And usually it's just at my expense, which I'm totally happy with, right? If anyone sees my Insta stories, they're just like, you're batshit, Adela, but, you know, we love it. Anyway, so at the beginning of the coronavirus, when we went into lockdown, um, I had actually been in kind of lockdown for three months before that because... 
Um, a lot of people don't know, but I wasn't really on Instagram because I was a full-time carer for an 81-year-old. Now, I never, with age to me, just doesn't matter. You know, we had such amazing banter and she was my best friend's mum, right? So I became a full-time carer, okay? No one can believe it, me. I mean, and, you know, we went through some horrendous times, but we made it really funny. I mean, I had to make it funny and we got through it. So for three months I was doing that. And then because she's 81, I had to, I wasn't allowed to be around her, you know? And mm. following that, I moved back home. Now I live near a hospital and I got the coronavirus. And firstly, I would really, really like to say actually, you know, obviously this is a really, really difficult time for everybody. And I have been getting through it with humor. Um, but I did have the coronavirus. And I also want to say that anybody who has been affected by the coronavirus or lost loved ones, I really send you so much healing for your loss and your pain. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just, there are no words, but I need to acknowledge that first because, um, so that is how I dealt with her illness. It was hospital, you know, it was horrible. We were in hospital every day, rushed to A&E. I mean, everything, we went through everything. So we got, I got through it just by making her laugh. So then I came back home and I lived near a hospital and I also got the corona. It was mild, but it was, you know, and literally all I could hear was helicopters, ambulances, you know, it was just so awful and reading the news every day. And, you know, and I was suffering from it, from it as well. So I would cry every single day. So then someone on, um, one of my followers said, Adela, just stop reading the news. This is really, really bad for you. So, and then put your earphones in. So for two weeks, I did that. I just slept with my earphones in, the music blaring, even though my head was about to explode. And, you know, it worked. And then I came out kind of the other side of the corona. And I started going about on Insta and making these stories about how I take the piss out of myself and, you know, and I then felt really, really guilty, you know, because there are so many facets to my character. I've got so much empathy. And then I take the piss out of myself. And then I don't know if that's the right thing to do. But then I thought, you know what? This is how I got through it with my 81-year-old girlfriend, who I love dearly. And, and, you know, so many people were encouraging me to do it. Thank you so much for bringing so much light into our day. We love your stories. You know, it just brought me look forward to them. So that's what I've just been doing. I've just been just just making, you know, just shit up. <laughs> okay, and I have so much to say already. Now, first of all, do you always have this much energy? That's uh, People say the same thing to me, but I mean, do you have this much energy? And if I, if I were 81, I would want you there. I mean, you're, you're like a good time. She, I mean, she was so thankful, but you know, we got each other. We completely got each other. We were both batshit, but crazy. But the thing is, she had an excuse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> She's one and not well. Um, I have a lot of energy and enthusiasm around people. I like to be uplifting. I like to, I get, I get, I get a lot of energy from being around people. But as soon as I'm home, I'm here with disco and, you know, we just kind of like, we go into our little cave and we, we kind of like heal. We have some healing time and some downtime. And I don't really like picking up the phone when I'm at home. I mean, I do obviously now, but 
you know, everywhere I walk, it's like, you know, I know everyone in my, you know, street and, you know, I know everyone, you know, from the news agent to the dry cleaner to like everybody, you know, and, and it's really lovely, you know, even in my supermarket, I know all the, like, the cashiers and stuff. So it's, um, but, you know, I think anyone that always is, you can't always be up, can you? You need to, like, just just have that time to kind of, like, regroup and, like, you know, come back out with it. So, yeah. you know, you know, I didn't go out that much at night. It doesn't really interest me because, you know, I'm not looking for a boyfriend, I'm not looking for, I don't drink, you know. So, I, you know, the daytime is the best time for me. Mornings, lunches, everything, you know, you have me, you have all of me. And then at home, it's Netflix and chill with Disky. That's nice. So you're alone during Corona, you're home with... Yes, Disco. Yes. That's nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, you know, lovely, you know. And it's amazing what's happened during this um time with you know lockdown it's amazing how many people have come out from your past you know come back come out of your past and just you know it's kind of mind-blowing and connecting with them and yeah. um, you know reconnecting I mean some of them are a bit like well I don't really want to be reminded of that but um <laughs> yes <laughs> but um no, I mean, it's, it's really fascinating. It's really, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, you know, and just, just having that time to kind of like really reflect on your life and, you know, what was important before Corona and what is going to be important now to you. And, you know, I've got to this stage where I had everything, you know, anything I ever wanted, it never made me happy. And so I started just like, just, just making life simple, you know, just like making my life simpler. You know, I noticed that the more things that I had, you know, things were stolen from me or I'd lose them. And, you know, at the end of the day, it means nothing. We've got so many lives being lost and everything, you know. So material things don't interest me anymore. I'm not, you know, into that. I'm a jeans and tea girl. I'm very down to earth. And I just like connecting with people. That, that makes me the happiest. I agree. I mean, I love connecting with people. So like, I mean, at first, did you go through a transition? Cause like, I'm a very social person. I mean, other than working, I've thrown myself into work and I get to speak to people like you, you know, like now I'm used to it. Like I'm, I'm fine being alone, but like in the first week or two, I was like, Oh my God, like I'm so social. Like where are the people? Cause I also love connecting with people. Well, you know what, because I mean, I was obviously in lockdown for three months before I, I, I've always loved my own company. I mean, I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just done like the three-day juicing thing, which I've never done before in my entire life. And obviously, you know, the beast, which is Jack's the juicer, has, um, I mean, literally ruined me. Absolutely. I've never done a juice fast in my life. And literally, I could make it from the bed to the wall, and then I'd literally collapse down and crawl. I mean, it was that bad. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wow. So um, I just sort of like entertained myself, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, I'm still working. I'm still working with my brands and lots of new brands have come along, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, love, I mean, I love it. I'm having a great time. Where in London do you live? Like, are you like right in the center? And I hear yeah. birds chirping. Am I hearing this? Sorry, I've got the window, but it's really hot, you know. I mean, they sound great. Yeah, do you want me to shut the no, window? No, you're fine. It's just, you know, like in New York, you don't hear birds in Chelsea, New York City. Yeah, well, I live in Chelsea, and I mean, obviously the birds aren't on lockdown, so they're having the time of their life. Seriously? Yeah. So you live in Chelsea. Are, are you originally from, like, right in the center of London? No, 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 no. Um, well, funny enough, you see, the thing is, is everybody... I, I, I am British, but I was born in Costa Rica. Really? Yeah, my sister and brother, my brother was born in Michigan. My sister was born in Fort Lauderdale. And then we moved to Singapore. So I grew up in Singapore. And then we moved to Hong Kong. And then my dad moved to Russia for a job and we all went to boarding school. But my mum and dad just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary, which is insane as I've ne- never made it past like two year mark with any of my husbands. Joint, I've never it's made it past two years with no husbands. So <laughs> I totally get it. Well, no, I mean, actually my last husband I was with for five years, the most recent one, but I think we were only married for two. Um, I get it. Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, the, the, yeah, like I said, the corona has been really fascinating because you know, talking about husbands, I, I mean, this is a, this is a lovely story and, and, um, and quite a controversial one. But, um, so the other day out of the blue, you know, I got someone sliding my DMs going, um, Adela, I'd really like to speak to you. Um, do you have five minutes? So I clicked on their like, um, instant. I'm like, who on earth is this? Like, why do you need five minutes of my time? Anyway, it turns out it was my second husband, and no one knows about that. Uh, no one, I never really talked about it before. How many husbands did you have altogether? Well, I've had more than one and less than five. Okay. <laughs> I've had three, but okay. the, second one, the second one was annulled, so it really doesn't, it doesn't count actually. But anyway, um, you know, like I, I was saying before, I don't discriminate between age. Is if I've got a connection with someone and I have a love with someone, that is all I need. It feeds my soul. And so I never think about age. So um, so I was, I'd met, um, when I went to rehab, when I was like 33, I met a 19-year-old who literally, you know, Oh, sorry. Hold on one second. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a phone call. Can you see me now? Yes. Um, I know the WhatsApps are coming through. Adela, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, so uh, I met a 19-year-old and we were like, it was like being back at boarding school. 
we were like children, like running around, like having a laugh. And I needed that so badly. When you're in so much pain, and he was in so much pain, it literally, we were just so juvenile. And my mum's always said to me, Adela, you're so immature. Anyone younger than you is probably much more mature. So you took me to the middle. Um, I say that about <laughs> myself all the fucking time. People are like, why do you always date younger guys? I try to explain this. I'm like, there are younger people who are mature and I, I act like I'm four years old. So you meet, I literally say that all the time. You like meet in the middle. It totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, so we didn't date when he was 19. Don't get me wrong. So anyway, we lost touch after two years. Uh, we lost touch for two years. And then out of the blue came a text and... Um, well, he got hold of me on Facebook. That's right. So he he was like, oh, you know, how are you doing? You know, really likes me out, whatever. And I just sent him this text saying, soon, baby, soon. Like, you know, just or a thingy back. Anyway, we met up and we just, we, again, just, he just brought so much energy into my life. And it was such a dark time. And we just laughed and laughed and laughed. So we did start seeing each other. Anyway, on his 21st birthday, he'd arranged for us to go to Las Vegas. And so we went to Vegas, you know, like, I, I'm just, you know, I'm up for anything. And I'm more spontaneous. I'm so spontaneous. And I don't always play the tape through. I do now. I didn't then. Anyway, so we went to Vegas and he was like, please marry me. You've got to marry me. Please, 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 please marry me. Please marry me. And so I was like, yeah, bucket list. Yeah, definitely. I'm up for that. I was 35. He was 21. Anyway, so as soon as he turned 21, we went and we went and got married, right? I was in literally like a cowboy shirt, my converse and jeans. It was the best wedding I've ever had. It was so much fun, right? I mean, I can't tell you. The only thing about getting married in Vegas, and I will warn you guys, okay, it costs $199 to get married, $10 for the marriage license, and two grand to get an old. I was absolutely shocked. Anyway, wow. so, well, I mean, did you get annulled right away? Two months later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, it was amazing. Amazing. You know, he literally did inject so much energy into my life. Anyway, so, but <laughs> there's another part of this story, which is on that day, which was January the 7th, my ex-boyfriend had, had like given me a date to say yes or no, whether I was going to marry him. On that day, I ended up marrying the 21-year-old. So, I mean, it's been a bit complicated, my life, but like I say, it's colourful and, you know. And you, and you never told anyone this before? I, you know, my family know, you know, a couple of my best friends, but, you know, <laughs> it was, it, at the time, you know, there was no Heidi Klum or Kate Beckinsale. It really wasn't like... It was frowned upon. I mean, although, you know, I might have set a trend for it, but Donna wasn't coming out dating the 21-year-old, and there was I getting married to one. So, so um... <laughs> now Madonna's following in your footsteps, as is Kate Beckinsale. As is Heidi Klum. I mean, you know, so I'm all for it. It's, like, brilliant. Did you guys anyway, live together after this marriage, before yeah, it was Yeah, we lived together beforehand. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I moved in straight away. And this so, was in London or this was in the States? In London, in London. So um, anyway, so after that, after the, after we got it annulled, um, I didn't speak to him or hear from him for 11 years. I mean, nothing, nothing. And two days ago, 
he comes up in my um, DM. So I said, yeah, what's up, babe? And so he called me and he just said, basically, you know, like I said, this time is like a time for reflection. And, you know, everybody is like thinking about things. And he said, you know, you were the best thing that ever happened to me. I've never had so much fun in my life. You know, he like said, sorry for all the things that maybe someone, I said, listen, you were 21, you know, you weren't, yeah. you, you weren't one. It's like, you know, I said, I hold nothing, you know, you might've exaggerated a few things. Um, but I said, you know what? I had a great time and I really needed you at that time. And you did inject a lot of light into a really, really horrendous time in my life. And he just said, you know, Adela, I've always loved you and I still love you. And, um, you know, he then went on to do, he, he's a personal trainer now. And I did a personal training course, one that Simon did, you know. We love Simon. We love Simon. And um, he said he went on to do that uh, personal training course. And, um, and he has now got a full sleeve of taps. <laughs> because when we were in Vegas, we went to a synagogue right because the first thing I said to him was see uh, soon baby soon so after we got married he wanted that tattooed on his um arm in Hebrew I mean thank god it wasn't a hangover situation because otherwise it would have been on his face and so we went to a synagogue we found a synagogue and they translated it into Hebrew and, and it's stamped on his arm we only married for two months I mean honestly anyway now he's got a whole sleeve so it was really sweet. I just, you know, I never expected that. I'd never heard anything about him. And it was just a, like a really, just like a, a beautiful thing, you know? So now why, now that he reached out to you, are you going to keep in touch? Oh, oh yeah, no, 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 no. I did call him beforehand to say, look, you know, I am going to come out, you know, because he's in, he's sober as well. So, um you know, I did call him and say, look, you know, I am going to come out with this. Is that okay? And he said, absolutely. Just don't make me look like a dick. <laughs> He's like, just say good things when you go on David's podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, I, I see nothing wrong with a full sleeve of arm tattoos or a personal trainer. Like I'm having a picture in my mind and that sounds really nice to me. I mean, he looked really good at 21. I can't imagine what he looks like now. Um, I'm all for no, it. Yeah, I haven't dated for four years. I mean, you know, I never, I mean, I never really dated in my life. I mean, I just went, you know, from 15 to 42, it was just, I was never single. Does he and still then, live in London? Like close to Yeah. Him? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe after was, quarantine. Well, I don't know. I've kind of, I, I'm still finding my feet with this whole thing. I'm really enjoying being single. You know, I literally had to find out who I was, you know, after being with, you know, just someone, you know, and it's, it's been amazing. And I absolutely love it. I do love being single. There's a lot and, to like about it, right? Well, there is. And you know what? I get the best of both worlds because all my guy friends, I adore. And we have the best banter. And, you know, there's none of the complications, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just, it's just easy and fun and, and light and stuff. And I didn't need the headache. So I'm really happy with that. I'm kind of not, I I don't hate it either. You know, it's like very (laughs) simple. Yeah. I'm like totally single. It's, there's a lot, there's a lot to like about it. Right. I mean, it's like life is just easy, man. It is. And I literally counsel people 24 hours a day on relationships. You know, I'm the kind of person that I'll write that text to the guy. They think they're going, I mean, basically 
I'm doing the texting. I'm telling them when to text. I'm doing what to say, what to do, you know, how to, how to do. I mean, listen, you know, I mean, I'm not a relationship counsellor, but I do know one or two things about it because obviously I've had quite a bit of experience. But, you know, and I just think, oh, my God, the headache of it all. And even, you know, it's such, I mean, the dating world now has gone absolutely, I mean, it's a war zone, you know, it's just. It is. Yeah, you know, all these dating apps and stuff, I'm just like, oh, it's just too much, so. And I'm like, I kind of do the same thing. Like I give, I mean, considering I'm like a dating mess, like I give the best relationship advice. Like I get, I get how it works. I give amazing advice and I'm always usually right. I just don't seem to really care about taking my own advice kind of thing. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'd rather be on the end giving the advice than having to answer to somebody or, you know, I've always ended up with really controlling men. And, you know, like Mm. I always said, you know, if I wanted to be controlled, I would have come with a remote. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. you know, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. And I find like, you know, I'm kind of like you, I love my own company. I like, I like, I'm a fun person. Like dating should be fun. Sometimes I go on a date and I'm like, this is so boring. <laughs> like, this is just like, what is the point of this? Like, yeah, I'm attracted to you, but like, this is fucking boring. Oh, I'd rather just. No connection. There is no way. Yeah. You know, cat's not there. It's, there's not, that's it. It's a, you know, like, before it even began, there's nothing. Yeah. So what is so what is your main business now? Because I know you've done like Adela King Boots, like the maternity yeah. business. Like, what is your main business now that you're upkeeping? Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I was I was a carer for three months, so I was kind of out of the game, you know. Like, but mostly I have you know amazing clients, like brands. I, I promote like beauty brands. I'm 100% authentic in what I, um, you know, in what I promote on Instagram or, you know, what I, you know, what I, I just, I have to be so passionate about it for it to come through. I mean, I am a really passionate person and if I don't believe in it, I'm not going to, you know, go for it. And I don't, you know, I've had like people come with me diet pills and promoting some skinny cafe or something and I won't do anything like that. It's not, you know, so I have like, Fitness brands um, um, I work for, or jewelry, um, a lot of beauty, beauty clinics, makeup, um, sportswear. I've done a collaboration with Willow London for Be Kind phone cases because obviously, when we had that, um, there was a whole Be Kind campaign just before the corona came out. Um, and obviously, because, you know, one of the most amazing women committed suicide. Um, uh, and, you know, she was loved by everybody in, in Britain. And um, it was horrendous. And it was just because she kind of like been bullied by people or the press, whatever, I don't know. Um, so I came up with these uh, collaborations to do Be Kind phone cases. So I do that. I've done, um, and now yoga mats are coming out. I've done Be Kind also sweatshirts with another brand. I, you know, I've done this amazing, um, beautiful Panama hat, which I hand-painted, made in Cartagena. It's it's just like, whatever comes to me that I'm passionate about, I'm there. I'll do it. You know, I mean, I want to be part of it, and I'm enthusiastic about it. That's good. And you became a model at the age of 42? Yeah, weirdly enough, yes. yes. How did that happen? Um, it was just bizarre. I th- Someone reached out to me, and... 
I thought that I was that I that they wanted me to do it was I thought they wanted to be part of their social media side, right? So to be one of their influencers. So they arranged this whole like photo shoot, and I was like, you know, why are we going so like so full on with this? Why? Why? It's just you know, it's social media. You know, I finally got it, and they were like, bring all these outfits and everything. And they were saying, like, what are you talking about? We want you to model, to be a model. And I was like, what? I never, ever, you know, wanted to be a model, ever, ever. And I literally hated every minute of it. I did. I hated every minute. It's just not me. You know, I like, it doesn't exude your character. You know, it's also pushing things that maybe you just are not interested in. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't get the energy to, and, you know, I don't want to sell myself to someone that I don't want to sell their stuff. You know, right? Yeah, not for me. And it's a lot of just kind of doing what the other person wants, and just you really have yeah. no say in any of it. No, no. And that's just it. Just it. Just I can't be contained like that. I get it. <laughs> you seem like a much freer spirit than that, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, so now, ladies of London, like, let's go back to sure. season one. I know you weren't in season one, but like when this show was casting. Like, was there a, like, did you know what Bravo was? Was there, like, a buzz around London? Like, well, obviously, I knew all of it because I knew the cast. So, you know, I think there was a little bit of resistance about getting me on season one. Um, I don't want to go too, into too much detail, but um, anyway, season two came along and, um, you know, again... I wasn't asked to do it, which is fine, you know, whatever. And then season three came along and it was actually Luke Henderson. He pushed so hard for me. Like he was like, you know, and there was also, you know, just at the last, because there was 25 girls, I think that went for it. And, uh, and then like right at the last minute when they kind of said, you know, you've got it. Someone on the cast brought in somebody else and, and was pushing really, 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 really hard for her to go on. Anyway, she did go on, but she was actually, she didn't stay on for very long. So this, this is in season three. Yeah. In season three. Who so was that? Um, that was Kim. Okay. And who, I yeah, I remember her. Who brought her on? I forgot. Um, well, uh, Caroline Stanbury. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, so listen, it was, it was an amazing platform, you know, for, for me to connect with so many amazing people. And I had so much shame before that about, about, you know, not being with my children and, you know, it absolutely, I mean, it, I mean, it killed me even after doing the show, whatever, you know, it's been six years now and, you know, yeah, that's why I do spend a lot of time on my own. I feel safer, you know. I feel safer from just, I don't want to be hurt like that again. That kind of pain is, it just rips you apart. So when I opened up about it on the show, and I didn't really even think about opening up about it, suddenly when so many people came to me and said, Adela, you know, we're going through the same thing, or, you know, or I had no idea that I was the only person in the world that this had happened to. And so it, that was just 
amazing. You know, that was amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult filming a, a reality show with your... I mean, for me, it was the easiest thing in the world because I was just me. So there was absolutely, you know, I couldn't... I mean, I could never be anybody else. I am just me. And so for me, it was amazing. But, you know, it, it does drive witches, you know, in between your friendships, which is really, really sad and, and very toxic. And I wasn't drinking on the show, so... Um, so I was kind of like, you know, I could see more than anybody, you know, I could, I could kind of like suss out the situations, but I was just being me, 100% authentic. I, you know, I'm, I've always been told that I've got Tourette's and honesty, it's like. And so, I mean, after the show finished, I had to go to a, it's, a, it's like a healing resort in um, Thailand called Kamalaya. And I literally had healers on me every single day because I felt like my spirituality had just been like ripped to shreds. And so I had to go there for two weeks and just like, I mean, just just get, you know, just kind of ground. It's built on an old monastery and yeah. Um, Did you watch the show before you were on it? Like the first two seasons? Do you know what? I didn't. I didn't. So- did you know what to expect? Kind of like, this is well, what's I, going on? Um, I think I watched it just before maybe maybe we started filming. I can't remember. But I definitely didn't, because it wasn't on here, I don't think. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know what the timings were. It was on in America. Yeah, like it wasn't really a big, and that was another question. Like it wasn't like a big hit there, right? Like no one really knew what was going on. <laughs> That's a lie. I did watch it because Caroline would send me, you know, because they get the scene, they get, you know, you get the um, uh, the beforehand. So Caroline would send them to me. So I did actually watch them. Yes, I did. Yeah. And then, Um, yeah, go on. No, no, no. It was, yeah. So I did actually watch them. So I did, I did have an understanding of it. And I was going to say, because it wasn't really a hit, like no one really, it wasn't really on there, right? Like on TV. No, no. I mean, I think it was difficult filming in London because I don't think it's like America where you can literally film, you know, you have permission to film anywhere. You know, here going into restaurants and stuff was very, very hard to film. You had to, I mean, it was, you know, it was hard for production. Um, but, you know, I love the producers. I mean, we, I mean, you know, it was great. We had some amazing times. Did so when you say you know the cast, like I know you knew Carolyn Stanberry before you came on. Did you know everybody else? Like, did you know the whole cast, or was it really just Carolyn? No, I just um, I knew Luke, um, Sophie. I'd only I started, you know, getting her to know her before, just before I knew her ex husband for like twenty years. Um, right. I'd never really met Sophie. And um, and before the show started filming, we all started like hanging. You know, Julie Montague, Sophie, me. We'd all start like hanging out, and Marissa, and um, and obviously I knew Caroline anyway. We lived next door to each other in Asker in the countryside, and so we'd see a lot of each other. And we were super close. We, I mean, we were super, super, super close. And you know, it was. You know, we had an amazing relationship. It was very, very just me and her relationship. It wasn't like there was, it it wasn't like a circle of friends. Caroline and I had a very, very separate relationship from anybody else. So um, it was just a very brutally honest 
you know, we would just tell each other like as it was. And, you know, we respected each other like that. So, yeah. I, I was going to say like, when did you like, how, how long did you know her? Like, did you know her? I since know, you were... 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Is she, yeah. is she the one that kind of put you forward for the show or was it yeah. the opposite? No, no, no. She put me forward for the show. I think, you know, it was, um, I think she was like weighing up, you know, whether, whether or not to do it, you know, uh, I know that she did come to me and say, you know, I wasn't sure whether, you know, I wanted you on the show or, you know, whether you should, you know, she did, she was very honest about that. Um, so I think, you know, anyway, listen, I appreciate honesty. I can deal with anything as long as it's the truth. Um, you know, so yeah, it is what it is. But I mean, the producers want to be honest. So why do you think she had like second, you know, thoughts? And did she bring this other person on, like you mentioned at the last minute, because yeah. she maybe changed her mind about having you on it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just at the last minute, she, um, you know, she was really pushing for Kim to be on it and not me. But, you know, I think because we have such brutal honesty and obviously, as you can see, anyone that's watched it, you know, in the scene where I, that's exactly how I would have talked to her, you know, you're being spoiled, Caroline. But she would have taken that, like, on the chin, like, you know, before, you know, absolutely not, not, not reacted like that at all, at all. She would have, that would have been nothing compared to what we used to say to each other. You know, that would just be me just like saying, Caroline, you're being spoiled. And she would have been like, yeah, you're right, you know, or, yeah, but not like ever. That that reaction was really, really, really shocking to me. I mean, I think you can see it on my face. It was like, you know, I I never expected that ever. Um, and so that kind of like hurt our friendship. You know, that was that was obviously not you know not great. And I mean, you can see her telling me so many home truths in that thing, or what she thought was home truths, and they're brutal. But you know, it's. Um, that's that's what it was. I mean, you know, we always had a relationship like that. And so I just didn't expect that reaction at all. Do you think she reacted that way? You know, what you said wasn't what you were used to, like because of the cameras, like she was playing it up for the dramatic effect for TV. I just think maybe no one had said that to her on the show or just pulled her up on something. I mean, you know, like I said, we had a very unique relationship and you know, Caroline's a very, 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 you know, strong girl and tough girl. And, you know, she puts on, you know, but she's also very sensitive and, you know, sweet and gorgeous and just a beautiful person. And, you know, on that, 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 that she just, you know, I think it was just that way. And she was going through a lot at the time, a lot of shit. So, you know, I, you know, I did feel that I didn't, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that reaction at all. And, um, you know, it's, you know, that's the sad thing about reality TV. You know, you do struggle with your friendships afterwards and, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, it's not the best thing for, for yeah. holding I, on to. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's ruined a lot of friendships, marriages, you know, who yeah. knows whether they would have been in this place regardless, but I thought, I think it certainly expedites it. Like, why do you think, 
Why do you think at the last minute she tried to push Kim and like didn't want you on the show? Was it like, I'm afraid of Adela stealing my spotlight? Like, what was her hesitation in the final hour of like, wait, I don't want you on my show? Well, probably just because of that, because of my directness with her. Maybe, maybe because, you know, I presume it's because of that, because, you know, I would, you know, I would probably point out things that, you know, that no one else had the guts to do, you know. Um, but that was, that was how I knew, you know, that was what I knew. That's all I knew. And we used to laugh about it and love it and, you know. Listen, I always have a place in my heart for Caroline. I really do. And um, she was going through a horrendous time, at the, you know, at the time. And, you know, everything was just falling around, you know, apart around her. And I think it just came out sideways, you know. What What was going on? What was the horrible time? Like the beginning well, of the end of her marriage or nothing to do with that? No, 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 no. That was, no, that was only recently. Right. Um, um, no, just like she, she, you know, the business, she lost the business at the time. You know, there was a lot of stress around that. And then um, she wanted to move to Dubai because she just wanted to get out of here. Um, I think there was something else and I can't remember what it was. I mean, those are two major life changes. Major, yeah. So, you know, it's, it is, you know, I, I totally kind of, I totally got it. Yeah. And like, to your point, there was this kind of, I don't know if fear is the right word, but right. Like the other girls just wouldn't kind of go there with her. You know, you had this natural friendship for 20 years where you're like, this is how I speak to you all the time. Yeah, exactly. And I, I didn't have any clue that that was, you know, I didn't, I just, I I had no idea that that wasn't how, how she, you know, she, anyway, like she would react, but yeah, I do. I do think that, but there was a fear there of Caroline. You know, she's got a sharp tongue and, you know, she, you know, and she kind of, you know, she also, you know, was fantastic on the show. I mean, you know, it was great TV, wasn't it? So, um, I, like I said, look, everybody's different. I just had a different relationship with her. So, yeah. No, and well, the thing about her is also, I, I say, I think Lisa Vanderpump, I don't know if you know who she is. She's like one of the of Beverly Hills. Okay, I mean, she's, she's from London. The yeah. two of them, to me, make it look so easy. Like Lisa and Caroline are like, just always in that looking good, the house is good. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm more like, today I'm a total fucking mess. Like, hello. I, mean, I just can't. I mean, I'm just not like that. It is just, you just take me as I come. Just just take me as I am. It's just like warts and all. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not striving for perfection in any way, shape or form. I mean, I mean, David, I've got to thank you. This is the first time I've worn a bra and makeup in two months. I, mean, I was going to say, when you, when, you, when you told me you were fixing yourself up for me, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, honey, I'm going to be very casual. So... <laughs> Well, you look fantastic. You I look mean, great too. I literally, I mean, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm exactly like you. I'm not, you know, it's just, I don't mind if my, you know, if Disco or anyone's dog comes and jumping on the, my sofas or anything like that. I've got no, I, I don't like anything formal. I hate a guy pulling a chair out for me. I am just so informal and just like, you know, just live and have a laugh. 
Thanks for tuning in to Adela King Part 1. And make sure to tune in to our next episode, Adela King Part 2, where she will talk more about Ladies of London, her personal struggles with losing her children, substance abuse, depression, trying to take her own life. Oh, yeah, these are real fun topics, right, guys? Jeffrey Epstein, and, of course, all things Adela. Make sure to look out for that. Thank you. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.